Hi everyone, welcome to the Planet K2 Performance Fix Podcast. Today I am back with Chris Shambrook. Chris, how are you? Yeah, very well, thank you Adam, very well indeed. Brilliant, we're on episode four of our Confidence Series podcast, which is quite exciting. We've actually recorded them in quite quick succession, which is also good on us um, as well. Um, just thought it'd be really useful to introduce today's topic, so today we're going to look at confidence as part of a team Chris, if you could just provide a recap for us in terms of the last few podcasts, just so the listeners um, can remember and understand what, what it is we've been looking at. Yeah, so uh, the the first one that we did in this confidence series was all about confidence foundations, understanding them and how to build them. Then we moved on to some confidence building habits and kind of mindset towards confidence that helps with those useful habits. Then uh, last one was around your confidence personality and, and looking at individual differences and how uh, you can begin to look at your personal preference for building confidence and really accepting that and using it so that the, the confidence that you have got is kind of fit for purpose and fit for you, um, which then leads us to today focused on teams. Brilliant. So we know a lot of us work in teams um, a lot of the time um, and it's useful to consider the opportunity this brings in managing confidence effectively. So is confidence in a team different to other sorts of confidence? Um, I don't think it is, but I guess in my, in my career, having worked in rowing, which is predominantly you know crew-based sport where there's squads and a team as a whole, and then worked a lot within business environments where there's a lot of teamwork, it just strikes me that it's an environment that we're in. So if we're ready to take advantage of some of what's on offer as a function of being in a team, we should probably be on the lookout for it. Um, so it, definitely, definitely not different. But I think if we're part of a formal team, there's just probably some useful stuff to look out for. And when people are in a team, what sorts of building blocks are useful for those people to put in place? Interestingly, so, you know, uh, recently we just wrote sort of, you know, one of the uh, bits of information on the performance room about what to do when you're joining a new team. And actually the building blocks to put in place are, are pretty useful. So anytime you're part of a team, I'd say take the time to remember what you've done to qualify to be in that team and why you've been invited in and why you've been invited to play the role that you and only you have been invited to play. That's kind of really important to go in from that individual value and what you've got to offer. Keep that in mind. That's just really important so that you've got that sense of responsibility, but also having earned the right to be a specific member of a team. So from a sport perspective, it's pretty obvious that if a sports team you know, brings in a new player, they've been brought in for their track record, their skill, their ability to play a position and fit in and make a difference. And, and whatever we're doing, we should be thinking about that ourselves. So, you know, track record clear. Um, what's our role as well? And how is our role going to be really helpful in achieving the overall team goal and being confident that we can make a difference by using our knowledge and skill and expertise? So it's, it's, it's really the building block to take the time to position you, who you are, what you've done to earn the right to be in the team and how your presence is going to be useful, if not essential, to the team moving forward so it's you know a, 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 a strong foundation of belief in yourself and your ability to make a difference interesting and chris i thought i'd go a bit off topic to test your um knowledge there's a lot of stuff i know around sort of social contagion is that the same for sort of confidence in a team if someone is lacking confidence should they sort of fake it to make it in some ways um i, I think some of that will 
be a product of some of the other stuff that um, I want to share as well. So, yeah, yes, definitely. The fact you've got other people around you, the fact that there are other influences and it's not just you having to take care of your confidence. I think anything you can uh, take advantage of, which is a function of other people's moods, emotion, outlook, perception of you, etc., you should you should take it into account. So um, we, we talk a lot about an epidemic of confidence in businesses. And so, you know, within a team, you'd probably be thinking about, you know, how can we sp- spread an epidemic of confidence so that anyone in the team can benefit from it? And what kinds of advice do you give people to help them work out the specific opportunity of building their confidence as part of a team? Um, a triangle probably um, is, is the way to go here, Adam. Um, so think of a triangle and at each corner of the triangle, uh, at one corner there's me and, me and my confidence in myself. Mm-hmm. The next corner next to that is you which is any other member of the team. So my confidence in any other members of the team that I'm part of. And then the top of the triangle, that's us. What confidence have I got that as a collective unit, we're able to do what we need to do. So, so that triangle is really important. So I'll give people advice to say, right, okay, when it's the me bit of the triangle, um, what are you doing to make sure that you're, uh, belief in yourself and you being confident to do the things that you need to do is is absolutely set up so that when everyone else looks at you they see a very confident version of yourself so be ready to project that confidence because that's part of your obligation to the rest of the team and if that bit comes to you naturally lead with that one the next bit if we look at you look at all the other people around you look at all of the qualities that they've got the track record that they've got the strengths that they've got the ability to support and challenge in a helpful way can you pick up a little bit like the contagion question can you pick up lots of confidence from the fact that you're surrounded by a lot of other people that you have confidence in so work hard to maximize the confidence that you have with other people because then it gets reflected back to you so that's the next bit to look out for and then the, the the third bit is the us so are you taking the time to look at if i add up all of our parts as individual performers, how confident am I that we add up to, you know, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts, that classic thing. Mm. But if I can look to us as a unit and get confidence from the fact that we function brilliantly and I'm confident in what we can do and I'm part of that and contributing to it, we get these various influences on the confidence story that we're able to tell ourselves and build up in a team. And I, I quite like that trio, but you've got to work out which bits are most useful and important for you? Well, some bits may be more important for that individual in terms of spending more time on their own confidence, or should they all work sort of simultaneously? Well, a little bit back to the previous podcast on what's your personality. You know, if I, if I get more confidence from how I communicate with myself and, and, and the stories I tell myself, I want to do a good job of that. But I, I, it is important to sense check and, you know, are other people picking up on that? And if I know I get confidence from others, both ask for their perceptions of me and and how well they think I'm doing, but also recognize that if you're surrounded by lots of people who are confident in themselves, you're likely to pick up on that and and step into that space uh, that's being encouraged because they're, they're, they're strong and positive and confident and you're likely to follow suit as well. So you can follow their lead. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's like the personality bit, find what works, but use all of the sources that are available. Sure. And what things are worth looking out for when you're in a team so that it doesn't have a negative effect on your confidence? Um, 
a couple of things here, and I've seen this a lot in squads and 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 sort of you know particularly bigger groups where sort of individuals are training together, trying to achieve something together. But um, I see lots of people cherry picking all of the best qualities of the people around them. So let's say there's ten people, I'll pick out the strength of each uh, each person, and now I've now got a list of ten really really good examples of um, individual ingredients. So I'm now going to try and step up and, and beat all of those individual strengths of each of those other people, which is a pretty pretty hard task. Mm-hmm. So we actually make it tougher for ourselves by cherry picking the strengths of others and not including ourselves in that. Um, so I would be on the lookout for that. Don't create some uber performer, which is the aggregation of everybody else's strengths and think I've got to be that. Think about what's my role, what strengths do I need to be projecting for everyone else and what strengths have I got around me that I can use as good sources of inspiration and learning, but I don't have to mirror and replicate all of those strengths in exactly the same way. So I, I see a little bit of that becomes potentially a problem, as, as well as perhaps some competitive competitiveness mm. around, you know, am I the most confident person in the team? You know, or, or sort of, you know, am I the most important person in the team? Because we can kind of get into some sort of, you know, hierarchy thing where we're, you know, we don't need to have that kind of competitiveness about who's the best. What we do need is are we each playing our own roles as effectively as possible? And, and you know, what's the standards that we're setting in terms of execution of, of, of own capabilities and performances? And so it's worth looking out for that. You know, are you staying focused on the helpful stuff that connects you or are you telling a story which kind of psychologically separates yourself and reduces the confidence a bit? Sure. And shifting to teams, are there any other tips for teams about how they can actually work together on their confidence? A, a few regular things I think that, that, that teams can work with. And certainly, you know, we, we talk to a lot of the, the uh, business teams that we work with around this stuff. So, you know, regularly checking in and sharing with each other, what are your confidence levels at the beginning of this week? How confident are you in delivering on your objectives and your requirements in your role for the team? Um, how does that compare to last week? What support do you want from other people that might help you make the most of the confidence that is there, grow it a little bit more or consolidate it if it's in good shape? So actually getting the team talking about confidence levels and being comfortable that they go up and down, again, that kind of allows you to live some of the spirit of the mindset towards confidence that we talked about in the second episode as well. So that that's a useful one. Definitely regularly sharing some conversations around you know what strengths i see in myself that i'd like to be held accountable for what strengths i'm working on that will make me even more confident i'm contributing to the performance of the team as a whole and and what things would i like some support on that would allow me to feel more confident from the way others are stepping up and and supporting me though those can be really helpful conversations to do again with a degree of regularity so so i think you know the sharing of those things where there's there's the clear team goal in mind so it's not just sharing for the sake of it but it's, it's sharing some ingredients of confidence with a view to helping them support performance even more effectively so you know with that we're just talking confidence more consistently rather than you know, keeping it hidden away like we talked about in, in the earlier episodes as well. So, I did, did, yeah, definitely regular um, team conversations about what confidence levels are, how they can be supported, but also, um, you know, getting those strengths out in, in the open and growing them together. Brilliant. 
Well, Chris, I, I think I've come to the end of, of my questions. I'm sure I could spend hours with you asking you far more, but we know with this series we want to keep it uh, short and sweet, and, we, and you've done that fantastically well. Um, for all the listeners, what's up next in, in our final episode of the Confidence Series? Yeah, I thought we'd finish off with looking at, you know, bringing it all together really and uh, around sort of confidence because it's the main theme. But then, OK, how do goals work and how can we use goal setting and goal reviewing effectively? And then once you've got goal reviewing, we're sort of thinking there about feedback as well. So just just wanted to do a little bit that connects those very frequently used terms of goal setting and feedback with the topic of confidence so that again they're just sort of joining up really effectively so uh, we'll try and get something equally brief and practical in that final one fantastic brilliant chris thank you again for your time uh, no problem at all enjoyed it adam thanks for the questions brilliant and uh, thank you to everyone for listening and we'll be back over the next few weeks with our final episode